Welcome to the drdavidmarlin.com Stable Science Podcast. I'm Dr. David Marlin, and along with a great team of experts, I'm helping horse owners and riders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. In these podcasts, we will discuss science-led research, technology, information, and advice to help you care for your horses so they may live healthier, happier, and longer lives. To support the podcast and all our research and science for horses, go to our website, www.drdavidmarlin.com, and to learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to this presentation on a training aid. Before I start, and I would start any training aid discussion with this kind of statement that training aids aren't compulsory. Uh, they are useful in the right context with the right horse, the right time and set up correctly. So um, whilst I am going to be talking about the use of this specific system, uh, I'm not saying you have to use it and um, there are alternatives. So, yeah, this system that I'm going to talk to you is one made by a company called Equicore Concepts. And uh, this company was founded by uh, a physiotherapist that I know, Dr. Narelle Stubbs, um, and her colleague, Nicole Rombach. And interestingly, many, many years ago, I went on a course uh, with Narelle, and she had some amazing ideas as to what to use to have the effects that she was uh, trying to achieve and then she developed the system so it's quite interesting how it has all developed on so I'm going to talk about it from a practical point of view uh, how to use it when to use it and also a little bit about the research so I hope you find this information useful so let's move on so if you're not familiar with the Equiband system I'll just explain it to you 
It's basically a saddle pad. Um, it's a saddle pad with a high wither um, shape to it and it has clips on it and to the clips you attach elastic resistance bands and there are two bands. You can see from the picture of this grey horse we've got one that goes horizontally around the hindquarters and then we've got one that drops down uh, ventrally so uh, down below the abdomen and comes up the other side. Now these elastic resistance bands are made from quite an interesting material and I've got an example here because I do have it and you can see it's quite thick and it's not um, very very stretchy I have to put quite a lot of force to get tension and strain in it. If I compare it to the heaviest TheraBand that you can buy and I put on the same force it stretches a lot further and the thing with the TheraBand is it does tend to sort of ruck up and go into a, a bunch like that. Whereas this is, it's got quite a, a different texture to it. And so usually it stays fairly flat around the body. Um, so you will see other um, types of this system available on the market and they are less expensive. However, they don't come with this, um, the same rubber on it. So the thing with it being elastic is that it's not fixed. So it's not a rope system. Um, it's not like the Pessoa or the Equi Ami. Um, so it's, it can't force any movement or it can't actually sort of physically restrict any movement because as the horse moves, then the band just stretches. So you might think, well, sort of what is the point? Because they're not using it for resistance to work against. We're actually using it to provide a sensory input through the hair and through the skin uh, into the muscle underlying it. So it's a cutaneous um, input, a stimulus, and that will affect all the systems in the skin and the underlying fascia and muscles, such as the mechanoreceptors and the proprioceptors. And then that has a change that alters the activity of the muscle on the output. So we know that tactile stimulation does have good effect uh, in other regions of the body. Um, we know around if you put a, a jangly bracelet around the pastern as an example, then that changes action of the limbs. Uh, and so the idea with this is that it's just changing the movement patterns. It's called neuromotor control, and that is because it's partly neuromuscular, um, sorry, neurological, so that input is sensed by the sensory fibres, but also the motor part of that word is the fact that the output, the muscular output, we call it the motor um, afferent, is the uh, firing of the muscles, so that, that's where the um, output goes. So the idea um, is to try and improve postural control. So this concept of dynamic stability is quite a difficult one to define. What we're looking for really is an improvement in quality of motion. We're looking for the deep stabilizing muscles to work efficiently and effectively to try provide a little control around the spinal joints and around the limb joints. And that's all done by the feedback through the proprioceptors. If those are working effectively, then the bigger muscles that create the more dynamic movements then can have uh, more efficient and more effective, the same words, motion, and hopefully generate a force in the right direction where you want it and not sort of waste any energy, so not be ineffective or uneconomic. 
The idea with the Equiband is an interesting one because you can uh, do exercises in the stable, you can do exercises with where you put your hands to facilitate muscle movement, but that's very difficult when the horse is walking uh, or moving. So the idea is this Equiband can be used when they're moving. And then the difference with this one is that the idea is it can be used when you're riding them as well. So it's sort of translatable towards that functional outcome that you want. The other advantage that I see, and this is one of the reasons that I, I've sort of come to like it so much, is that it's not connected with the forehand. There's no ropes or pulleys or, or elastic that goes to the bit, to the bridle, to the head, anything like that. And sometimes I do see with these rope-based systems that um, the idea is, is that the, the hindquarters affect the pull on the, um, the, the bit. But quite often, if you see how horses work in them, you see that there's tugging on either side of the bit and the mouth. And we don't really want that. That's not going to be comfortable for the horse, but also it's going to desensitize them to any kind of bit pressure. And I also think that if you increase the stride length, why should a horse be punished with that pulling on a rope uh, and then um, tugging on the bit? And we know that when, well, we know from one piece of research that uh, when you work a horse in the Pessoa, for instance, they do tend to shorten their stride length. And I think that might be why. So now I'm just going to talk a little bit about the research that uh, we have specifically on the Equiband. And actually, just to note that the Equiband has been included in another rehabilitation study, a more recent one um, that's been published this year. But this paper here with the title is, is the one that I'm going to be talking about because this is specifically about the Equiband. So... Let's just start off with how they applied it. And um, if you're watching this on video, you might want to pause and then um, read through this because there's quite a lot of text. But this is taken directly from the research paper. And the reason I, I've put all the detail in here, because it's quite useful to give you an example of how to um, uh, how to introduce your horse to having the Equiband. So this is quite a nice um, procedure. Starting off by just desensitizing the horse to the fact that the uh, resistance bands can be there. So they rubbed them around um, the body and just checked the horse's response to them to make sure that there wasn't any adversive or any sort of anxiety related to it, excuse me. <coughs> um, and then they put them on with a 10% tension. And now when you buy an Equiband, it does come with a, uh, a kit to tell you how to measure it. But 10% um, tension isn't very much, but it's enough for it to stay in place. And, and I advise that people do one of the bands at a time. Most horses are used to wearing a rug or if they've been in a Pessoa, then they're probably more comfortable with the hindquarter strap, but the band. But commonly they haven't had the abdominal band. So I'd start with a hindquarter band for a day or two at a light tension and then add the abdominal band just to, again, at a light tension, just to check how they go on. So with this um, system here, this study rather, they did that for three days. Uh, I, I think that's quite quick, I'm, uh, especially if you're not going to be lunging on every day. So if you are going to do it, um, introduce it slowly over a week or a couple of weeks and make sure that everything's all right. And then you can increase the band to the recommended 30% tension. So what they did with this study is they measured the horse. Once it had habituated to it, they measured the movement with and without the band on day three. And then for four weeks, they trained the horses in them. 
And as they um, trained these horses, they increased the duration of the uh, ridden and lunge work that they were doing. So it wasn't just a, a normal exercise program for each of these horses. And they increased the duration so that then they um, were having the equiband on for longer. And they used this at the beginning of each session. And so when you had a 30 minute training session, it was on for half the time. And um, when you had a, a 20 minute session, it was on for 10 minutes of the time. So you can see how they built it up really slowly. And that's one thing to note that it is actually, you know, we are changing the way a horse moves. And so we're going to perhaps recruit different muscles. We're going to put stress on different areas of the body. So we want to try and gradually implement that. We're not going to put it on and work them for the whole duration to um, with the band on. And really, I'd, I'd just start off with five minutes. You know, you're not doing very much at all. You are just getting used to it and then carry on your training session if you want to work them for longer without. But you do have to look for fatigue. You have to look for changes in behavior, to look for quality of movement, those facial expressions of the horse that might tell you that they are struggling with it. So if you see any of those, take the bands off uh, and cool down with your horse. So at the end of four weeks of this research study, they then remeasured how that movement was. Uh, they had seven horses in it. The one thing I say that there wasn't a control group. So a control group would be a group that were measured at, uh, in the first week, carried on a normal exercise program, but without the equiband and then re-measured at the end. And then that, that control group would be compared with the group that had the equiband on. Um, so that, that's a little bit of a critique of the um, study. But nevertheless, they still did it with seven horses for, for a month, which is challenging enough. And it, on day three, so at day three, the horses had only had it on uh, at the right uh, tension for just that one day. And they found that it had an effect on the movement. So they compared them uh, doing the tests without the band and with the band on. And they found that they had a reduced roll, pitch and medial lateral displacement of the thoracolumbar region. So I'll just explain that. So they put markers, um, sorry, they put inertial movement sensors on parts of the spine and those little movement sensors measure the uh, accelerometry and the gravitational force so they can measure how much they move left to right up and down and in a rotation movement so roll um, is the same as an aeroplane rolling from side to side so if you picture so my head would be the spine of the horse and this would be the side of the body so roll is from side to side and then pitch is going forwards and down, up and down like that. And then medial lateral is just it moving side to side. And with the equiband on, that was all reduced. And then after four weeks of the band being used for training, they had further reductions in those movements, so the rotational movement. But they did find that the dorsoventral movement, so how much the spine went up and down, actually increased. So if there's less side to side, then there's more up and down. That is actually something that we're looking for as a quality of movement. So we think that, you know, perhaps some of that energy that was wasted with the horse moving side to side, so I'm wobbling around here, might be translated into its ability to be able to pick itself up off the ground, which is something that we're looking for as we go up through our scales of training um, and that engagement and that hind limb and the lift of the spine. So that is a positive effect of it. So, 
They describe this as an increased dynamic stability. The control of the movement and the quality of the movement had increased. And they're suggesting that it could have happened through stimulation of hindquarter and abdominal muscle uh, recruitment. So more activity of the core muscles. However, they didn't actually study that. They only studied the movement parameters and they didn't study muscle activity. So that's um, just a supposed sort of rationale as to why they had the um, effect that they did. But I think, you know, this is, this is a good start in telling us how um, the, what effect the Equiband does have. So, you know, it really sort of gives me um, support as to why I might suggest having uh, this on a horse when it's exercising. As I mentioned before, um, the changes of behaviour, speed and rhythm with fatigue is something that you need to look out for. Um, I think that uh, we underestimate actually how hard it is to work with these equibands on. And um, I've seen people, you know, they're, they're going up and down hills with them and they're jumping with them as well, which is an interesting um, thought process for me. I think that would be at the end of a training program and you need to make sure that they are managing with your flat work before you start doing things. And also we don't want anything that sort of alters that hind limb positioning, you know, with jumping from a safety point of view and up and down hills as well. I think up and down hills without an equiband is a challenge enough to do well. So make sure you can do that before you start riding with one out and about. The other point that I wanted to make is when you're lunging with them, we've got some research to suggest that some of these lunging rollers that we use are actually putting quite high pressures on the tops of the spinous processes. And if you imagine you're pressing down with the roller because you've got to have it fairly tight to keep that saddle pad in place, um, if you're pressing down, then uh, that might actually work against your wanting to lift them up through the back. So I've got a simple solution for that. Um, you have one of your cheap webbing rollers or relatively inexpensive webbing rollers and you'll see they have a gap in the middle and then they have a depth of pad that's like that and those are the ones that when you tighten up just pull down over the tips of the spinous processes so that's that one but what I do is I just get a couple of car sponges and tape it around those um, shallow um, padded areas just to lift it up to keep the area above the um, tips of the withers and the back clear and that way I think that I'm allowing them to lift up through and I'm not doing anything that restricts them. So if you're interested, those are the references for the papers that I've just mentioned, the one on the band we spoke about and about the back pressure. And um, yeah, so as I said, you know, they, they, they are really good. They are currently my um, aid of choice. Um, I think if they're used well, they have a very good effect. And I have seen that firsthand with horses that I've rehabbed and the horses that are in training. Um, so, yeah, if you've got any questions, please get in touch. But otherwise, uh, let me know how you get on with the Equicore Equiband. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and the Stable Science series. If you want to learn more about this topic and our work, head over to the drdavidmarlin.com website. Our website and community of members discuss a wide breadth of topics and the website houses thousands of articles, webinars, videos and research, all designed to help horse owners, riders, trainers and breeders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. The drdavidmarlin.com site is an independent information resource for all equestrians, a source of unbiased, science-based research. To learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.